Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? This is your host, Sky Guasco, back for another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, a.k.a. TCK Pod. This is episode 280, 281, coming up tomorrow with Dweez Nuts with the Stat Rat Breakdown. And then, of course, on Wednesday, we have Bobby Lamarco coming in for the early game preview. Thursday, I believe we have something special. I'll keep that on tow until it happens. And on Friday, we have Chris Benavides coming back, hopefully this week, for the TCK Pod Pre, uh, recap, uh, excuse me, of week five and preview of week six. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you are uh, getting the best you can on waiver wires coming up. I will have some of those for you at the end of this episode after the ballers and stallers and uh, getting through this Dak Prescott injury. Dalvin Cook comes up with a groin injury. Uh, there's a couple guys that broke out this weekend. Alexander Madison in place of Dalvin Cook, of course. Chase Claypool. We have a few other names that we're going to mention as well. And seeing if Andy Dalton can get the Cowboys uh, to the same fantasy value or if that's going to dip. We'll talk about that a little bit later. All right, we'll jump right into it. You all know how we do this. I'm going to break down the ballers and stallers for each position from the last weekend. Now, I do not have the Tuesday night game in. I am recording this before that it happened. Uh, of course, usually we do not have a Tuesday game. So my schedule has me doing it on Mondays, and I wanted to uh, make sure that we got that out for you by Tuesday. But unfortunately, I couldn't wait an extra day. So we'll have to just recap that on the next episode on Wednesday with Bobby there. So hold tight on um, that game's preview. All right, let's get into the ballers and stallers here. Again, 280 of the TCK pod. Let's jump right into this. top quarterbacks in six point per touchdown leagues 20 fantasy points or more Patrick Patrick Mahomes so far number one 30 fantasy points 340 and two with a pick he also had a rushing touchdown the Raiders though get the best of the Chiefs 40 to 32 Ryan Fitzpatrick beats up on my Niners not a good showing for the 49ers 27 fantasy points for Fitz 28, 22 for 28, 350 and three for Fitz. A great game there. Justin Herbert, my dog, 264 and four touchdowns against the Saints. Another game. The Chargers should have won, but they did not. Uh, Justin Herbert looks absolutely phenomenal. If they could get this defense healthy, a healthy offensive line, and uh, make a couple field goals, the Chargers are in a much different season. But Justin Herbert is absolutely the truth. I'm super happy for him. Again, I'm a uh, University of Oregon Duck alumni. I've, I've uh, been watching Herbert since high school at Sheldon High School here in Eugene. So, shouts out to my man Herbs. He looks really, really good. So, again, 28 fantasy points for him. Kyler Murray, 26, 380 and one 
through the air, of course, a rushing touchdown per usual on the ground. 380 easily is career high so far, uh, or season high, and we should hopefully see that continue, but he did play the Jets. Deshaun Watson bounces back. Love to see that. 359 and three in first game since Bill O'Brien left. Big game out of Brandon Cooks, which we'll get into later on as well. 25 fantasy points for Deshaun Watson. Russell Wilson, not in the top three, but he is in the top 10. 217 and three touchdowns. He also offers 58 rushing yards on the ground. So you love to see that there. Jared Goff, 302. Derek Carr, 347 and three versus those Chiefs. Big Ben, 239 and three. Drew Brees, 325 and one. And Teddy Bridgewater, 313 and two. He was my super flex start of the week there. He got it done as well. So those are your top quarterbacks with 20 fantasy points or more. Single digit uh, quarterbacks in less than 15 here. Kirk Cousins, 249 and two with a pick. Tom Brady, 253 and a touchdown. Joe Flacco gets the start for the Jets, 195 and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson, man, don't panic on Lamar Jackson. He should be just fine, but his rushing yards are on pace to be half of what they were last year. So this is probably an opportunity to buy low on Lamar Jackson, although don't expect him to be Lamar Jackson per se. This was a a matchup that he should have smashed, which he did last year against the Bengals but they ran all over him. The defense crushed 27 to three. The Ravens didn't really need to air it out in this game. And they didn't just 180 and two scores through the air for Lamar Jackson, one interception as well. So just 13 fantasy points. Dak Prescott, of course, brutal injury, dislocation of the ankle compound fracture. He is out for the season. We hope to get him back next season. Um, It's not quite Alex Smith, but it is certainly not a good situation. I watched the show, um, the show, I watched the game live and they were showing that play live. Um, I think most of us did. If we were watching red zone, red zone happened to be covering the Cowboys game live when that happened. Uh, so they didn't bleep and they didn't bleep it out. They didn't uh, pause it. Um, they actually showed it a couple times to be honest with you. I watched it live and he got tackled. Didn't seem like too gruesome of a tackle per se. His ankle just got rolled up under him. But I saw the play, and then he gets up right away and he starts pointing down to his foot, to his ankle. And just his demeanor and the way the play happened, the defender didn't seem nervous at the time, any of that. Sometimes with these bad injuries, even the defender kind of calls to the sideline. Didn't see any of that right away. And he, Dak Prescott started pointing down to his ankle. And essentially, I thought – I turned to my lady who was watching the game with me. I, I, I said – you know, oh, his, his his cleat came off. Like, he lost his shoe, and he's pointing like he needs to call a timeout or have the clock stopped uh, so that he can put his cleat on. I literally thought that's what happened because I thought I saw his heel sticking out of his shoe and his, his cleat came off, so he needed to get referee timeout, tie his shoe, whatever. Well, after just a couple of seconds, I realized that it wasn't his heel. It was his ankle bone, uh, and his foot was – just kind of dangling there backwards, which is uh, just really sad. So one of the best players in the uh, NFL, obviously the best quarterback so far in fantasy football um, on a record pace and in many aspects for Dak Prescott, um, just uh, super sad to see it happen to a young athlete, such a great athlete and, and really uh, seems to be a good dude on and off the field. And I, 
you know, I'm not much of a Cowboy fan growing up a Niner, uh, but uh, certainly root for Dak Prescott as an individual. And, of course, for fantasy purposes, um, huge loss to his position. But also, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, and Dalton Schultz, as well as Zeke Elliott, and how Andy Dalton and Mike McCarthy uh, move forward in this offense that is struggling. They got the win against the Giants, but they were basically a couple of plays away from one and four here, even with Dak Prescott. So, unfortunately, it's a struggle there. But Dak did have an 11-yard receiving touchdown. He did not have any passing touchdowns, no rushing touchdowns, just 166 before he left. But really a brutal loss there for Dak. So, if you're in redraft leagues without the keeper option, you can drop Dak Prescott. Uh, there's no reason to think he would be back this season. Uh, if you're in dynasty, obviously you hold on to him. Um, seems pretty callous, but I have to mention it once. It might be an opportunity to buy low on him for next season or the season after that. Um, not trying to be insensitive to the situation, but as far as fantasy goes, we try to take advantage of uh, opportunity, which sounds like the wrong word right now, but um if you want him on your team in the future, you might be able to get him now for cheap. And if you're in a keeper league, I would also hold on to him if you are targeting quarterbacks or you're in any sort of super flex format. All right, let's move on here. Nick Foles, 243 and a touchdown. Nobody started Kyle Allen, I'm sure. Uh, Alex Smith also got his first reps, which is great, nine for 17. Um, he got sacked a ton, which was terrible to see, but he did get his first rep since 2018. Great to see that. Just 37 yards. We'll see what happens. Looks like Kyle Allen is the quarterback moving forward, um, unless injury, but it was great to see Alex Smith finally out there. Daniel Jones continues to struggle. 222 in a plus matchup this time, just eight fantasy points. Matt Ryan, nothing without Julio Jones. 226, no scores and a pick. Phillip Rivers, Joe Burrow. Really disappointed as well. And the 49ers are, are just completely lost. C.J. Beathard gets snaps. Jimmy Garoppolo was benched in the first half, or in the second half, I should say. Um, just uh, just horrendous play by the 49ers. Obviously, they need to pick that up quickly here. And um, Andy Dalton does come in a relief, 9 of 11, 111 through the air, no scores. But uh, he will be the guy moving forward, of course. We'll get into that um, when we get into our waiver article at the end of the episode here, and I break those down for you. Let's move on to the running backs here. So, again, these are running backs with more than 20 fantasy points in PPR. That's Mike Davis continues to absolutely dominate out uh, in place of Christian McCaffrey. Now, Christian McCaffrey – was, is questionable-ish. There's talks that he may come back sometime soon, maybe this week. I doubt it in week six, but he could come back sometime soon. So this might be the last hurrah for Mike Davis. But if you have Mike Davis on your team, I do not recommend that you drop him when Christian McCaffrey comes back. If anything, try to trade him maybe now, a week ahead of time. He does have an incredible uh, matchup. Uh, coming up once again here, I think he'll be able to beat up on the Bears. Uh, of course, the Bears cut him last year, and he uh, has done really great since then. But um, don't cut Mike Davis because if McCaffrey comes back, he's premature. We see it all the time. We saw Alvin Kamara last year. We saw Saquon Barkley. We've seen running backs over the years come back prematurely, tweak something, and be out another couple of weeks or just not as effective. And Mike Davis has been absolutely phenomenal in pace for 
for uh, Christian McCaffrey. So we'll talk about both of them when McCaffrey does come back healthy and what that means for the backfield. But for right now, don't drop Mike Davis. Even if Christian McCaffrey comes back this week, next week, the week after that, hold on to him, whether you have McCaffrey or not. If anything, you might want to sell Mike Davis and see what you can get for him now um, while he's uh, at the height of what he probably will be this season. But 30 fantasy points for Mike Davis, 16 for 89 on the ground, no scores, but nine catches on 10 targets, killer out of the backfield, 60 uh, yards and a touchdown there. Todd Gurley, throwing back the clock, number two on the week, 25 fantasy points, 14 for 121 and a score on the ground, four for 29 on five targets to the air. Miles Sanders breaks off a 76-yard touchdown run and then has four yards the rest of the game. I've continued to not be impressed by uh, Miles Sanders. He broke a, a big game against Pittsburgh, which is great. Uh, but if you could sell Miles Sanders right now for a um, more high-profile back like a Zeke or an Alvin Kamara who struggled on Sunday night, um, or even Dalvin Cook who's injured right now, I would do that in a heartbeat personally. I know he's scoring, uh, but the Eagles are struggling overall. They have a really tough uh, schedule in general, and I'm just not feeling Miles Sanders. So if you can make a move, I would do that right now. I understand he's the top running back. Running backs are struggling, so you may have no choice but to keep him, which is fine. He's not terrible. I'm not saying drop him or you know get rid of him for nothing. But if you can move up, I would do that. Zeke Elliott, 19 for 91 and two on the ground. I think he is going to – uh, increase his workload with Andy Dalton now uh, behind the center there for the Cowboys. Josh Jacobs, 23 for 77 and two scores as well. Over 20 fantasy points. Darrell Henderson, who had a terrible game last week. Many people benched him. Came out with 22 fantasy points this week. 15 for 38 and one on the ground. Three for 30 and one through the air as well. But be careful about Darrell Henderson. Cam Akers is coming back. Malcolm Brown's still around. Three-headed monster. You just don't know who it's going to be. But as of right now, it does look like Darrell Henderson is the guy. Chase Edmonds, uh, arguably the starting running back for the Cardinals now. Three for 36 and one on the ground. Five for 56 on six targets through the air. We'll get to Kenyon Drake in a bit. But Chase Edmonds looks fantastic. He was in my waiver article last week. If you didn't pick him up, it's probably too late. Miles Gaskin, 16 for 57 and one. Five for 34 on five targets through the air. A couple honorable mentions here uh, between 20 and 15 points. Alvin Kamara uh, has a down game for Alvin Kamara standards, but still gets it done with 20, uh, about 19 plus fantasy points, depending on your format, 11 for 45 on the ground, eight for 74 and on 10 targets. Look, he had 120 total yards, 19 touches, Awesome. Great workload. 10 targets. He just didn't score this week. If he scored, he would have been closer to 30 points. Alvin Kamara is just fine. I don't think you'll be able to buy him low because he's Alvin Kamara, but if there's an opportunity, it might be right now. Dalvin Cook, of course, left the game, uh, unfortunately, with a groin injury. He was absolutely on fire against the Seahawks, 70 for 65 and one on the ground, five of 24 on five targets through the air. He probably would have had 40 fantasy points in this game if he kept going, but he was out. So Alexander Madison came in after him. 20 carries for 112 and a half, three for three for 24 yards. Uh, Alexander Madison, easily the number one waiver wire pickup this week. I will go over him at the end of this episode as well. Chris Carson did well, had a score of 52 yards, almost uh, 80 total yards there. David Montgomery had a nice game, did get in the end zone. Not a lot of um, yardage, but he did score. He had 17 touches. You like to see that. Obviously, we want to uh, get his workload up a little bit, but almost 20 fantasy points from him. Cream Hunt did just fine without Nick Chubb. 
He had a receiving touchdown, a great, great catch. One of the best you're going to see from a running back for sure. A uh, great receiving touchdown, 20 carries for 72 yards there. Devonta Freeman turned back the clock a little bit as well. 17 for 60 and one on the ground, two for 27 on three targets through the air. Alexander Madison, I had mentioned already. Ronald Jones, 17 carries, 106 on the ground, three for 19 on Thursday night versus the Bears. Joe Mixon, 24 for 59, six for 35. Uh, through the air, didn't score, but he, he's getting the workload. Again, that's 30 touches, 30 touches and 94 total yards for Joe Mixon. If he scores, he's up in the top upper echelon, and that was against the bank, or the Ravens at Baltimore. Love Joe Mixon. Again, you may be able to buy him low right now. Go try to do that. Jonathan Taylor uh, did get in the end zone, but still not up to par from what we think. Just 14 touches. We got to see that go up. And James Conner and Raheem Mostert. Also, uh, with um, a score there for Connor, 90 yards and over 120 yards total for Raheem Mostert. Kenyon Drake, unfortunately, um, a little bit of a, a, a staller here, 18 for 60 and a score. He did have 19 touches and 62 total yards in the score. But again, I think Edmonds has potentially passed him up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next up, we have David Johnson. 19 carries, over 100 yards, but no touchdowns for him. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, again, maybe a buy-low candidate right now. 13 touches, 80 yards, no scores for him either. Antonio Gibson, 16 touches, 51 total yards, no scores for him. James Robinson, 13 for 48 on the ground, 5 for 22 through the air. I think he is a buy-low as well. Latavius Murray did all right. He's in a backup role. He'll be just fine. Keep him around. Le'Veon Bell, first action. In a couple of weeks, 13 carries, 60 yards, one catch on uh, for seven yards. Once Adam Gase gets fired, hopefully, Le'Veon Bell will actually get the workload that he deserves there because just one uh, reception for him is absolutely ridiculous. Joshua Kelly was started by a bunch in this matchup without Eckler here. 12 touches, 38 total yards there. Malcolm Brown, eight for 30 and one for negative six on the ground again. Um not getting it done. And Dearness Johnson, who I have to kind of wear this one. I mean, I was definitely suggesting you pick him up. I said he was the number one waiver claim. I still believe that from last week. Uh, if anything happens to Hunt, we know what Dearness Johnson will be. Um, but I did think they were going to use him more. He did have nine touches uh, for 36 total yards, didn't score. Um, but I did expect his workload to go up a little bit. Uh, but keep an eye on Dearness Johnson. I think he's going to be fine moving forward, and I would not drop him after one week of potentially disappointment. Um, but, again, we know that uh, Kareem Hunt was going to be our guy there. All right, let's move on to the wide receivers here. So our ballers, Chase Claypool, easily number one, 43 fantasy points, three carries for six yards and scored a rushing touchdown, seven catches for 110 and three touchdowns, receiving on 11 targets. He, was, he had just 10 touches, four touchdowns, Absolutely incredible game for Chase Claypool. He's the number one wide receiver claim. There's two ways to think about this. Deontay Johnson went down again. He left two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, we should say, with a concussion. He was in the concussion protocol coming into last week, but the game was postponed with the Tennessee COVID outlook, so he cleared to get into this game. Then he gets hurt with a back injury on a tackle. Leaves again. Chase Claypool absolutely blew up. He's done really well. I'll go over him in the waiver column a little bit more, um, but he's been fantastic. I think he's definitely worth the pickup, but I would not expect this kind of 
output weekly, but he's definitely a, a weak winner um, with the trust of Big Ben, clearly. Travis Fulgham did a great job for Philadelphia once again as well. 13 targets, 10 receptions, 152 and one. He should also be picked up as well. But note, everybody for Philadelphia is injured again for the fifth season in a row, it seems like. Zach Ertz is not Zach Ertz. Dallas Goddard is out. Miles Sanders is okay, but just out of the backfield. And then you have no wide receivers outside of Travis Fulgham. So be careful of fool's gold. However, if you're struggling with bye weeks and COVID and injuries, you need a wide receiver. He's worth a pickup, but just be careful of your expectations. There are 31 fantasy points this week. Brandon Cooks, after a couple of duds, comes out in a big way. Eight for 161 and a touchdown on 12 targets. Adam Thielen, 13 targets, nine receptions, two touchdowns and 80 yards. Mike Williams, my man for the Chargers, finally breaks out again. Five for 109 and two scores, two great catches in this game for eight targets. As long as Justin Herbert is the quarterback, I think Mike Williams is going to have upside. And unfortunately, Keenan Allen left this game uh, with look to be a, a lower back, maybe a hamstring injury. Um, so Mike Williams, again, could have extra work if Keenan Allen misses significant time. Next up, DK Metcalf, 27 fantasy points, six Catches on 11 targets, 93 yards, and two touchdowns. Ho-hum for DK, absolutely crushing it. Jamison Crowder, eight for 116 and a touchdown on 10 targets. Love to see that. New Hopkins, six for 131 and one on seven. Emmanuel Sanders, 14 targets, 12 receptions, both um, weak highs this year, uh, season highs for him as well, 122. Did not score, but he had a great game there for the Saints. Calvin Ridley bounces back without Julio Jones, 8 for 136. No touchdowns, but 10 targets. Darius Slayton for the Giants, 8 for 129 and 11 targets. Preston Williams finally has a big game, 4 for 106 in the score on 5 targets. And CeeDee Lamb, 8 for 124 on 11 targets. Most of that with Dak Prescott, so we'll see what happens with him with uh, Andy Dalton taking over. A couple honorable mentions here, Marquise Brown, he had six for 77 and one. Henry Ruggs, two receptions, two receptions for 118 and a touchdown there. Big play, obviously. Robbie Anderson continues to stay hot. 13 targets, eight catches, 112. DJ Moore right behind him, four for 93. He got the score, a nice long, uh, rare long touchdown for DJ Moore and five targets. 16 targets for Allen Robinson on Thursday. 10 catches and 90 yards there. And Tyreek Hill, three for 78 and six targets. A couple other touchdowns on the week. Robert Woods had a long one. Will Fuller, Mike Evans, Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Parker, Greg Ward, Rashard Higgins for the Browns, Colin Johnson for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Ken, uh, Kendrick Bourne, Keenan Allen before he left had a great catch. Keelan Cole also had a touchdown. Sammy Watkins going to be missing some time, but he had a score as well. And those are your receiver ballers and stallers. Let's get into the tight ends here, and then we'll knock out the defenses and the kickers. For the tight ends, Travis Kelsey back up at the top, 24 fantasy points, eight catches on 12 targets, 108, and a score versus the Raiders. Mark Andrews, six for 56 and nine. This is the workload we're hoping for Mark Andrews. None of this two catches on three targets. Six catches on nine targets. We love to see that workload for him. 56 yards and a score. Darren Waller up in the top three. Five for seven for 48 yards and a touchdown. Mike Kosicki, big game for yardage, but didn't have a score. 91 yards. 
Um, led all tight ends outside of Travis Kelsey this week, but did not have a touchdown. Darren Fells, two for 57, a nice long touchdown for him. Jared Cook, two for 52, long touchdown for him as well. Gerald Everett pacing. Tyler Higby once again, four for four for 90 yards for him. Hunter Henry, four for 23 in a score. Jimmy Graham, three for 33 in a score. Austin Hooper, five for 57. And Irv Smith, four for 64. And um, five targets there. So keep an eye on him. A couple stallers. You may have uh, started your tight end here. They gave you single-digit PPR fantasy points. Evan Ingram, one for 16. He had a rushing touchdown, but just one for 16 and two targets to the air. Don't like that at all. Under 10 points. Cameron Brait. Had under 10 points, but six targets, five catches, 44 yards. With O.J. Howard gone and Tom Brady finally starting to get some reps with Cameron Brate, I wouldn't be shocked if he has a big week here coming up pretty soon. So if you're deep at tight – or if you need a tight end, you have an open spot on your roster, you're, you're set it at the other positions. I don't think Cameron Brate is a terrible pickup, but I just wouldn't expect much um, with Gronkowski still around. But, again, Gronk's getting old. Uh, he may get injured any time, and I think Cameron Brate is the only tight end in this offense. would be absolutely phenomenal. Will Disley bounces back. Haven't heard from him in a while. Gets a 19-yard touchdown. George Kittle, four for four. Four for 44 on eight targets. The Niners were off all game long. George Kittle obviously bounced back here. Uh, Gronkowski. Three for 52. He actually looks pretty good on six targets. Eric Ebron, five for 43. And uh, Tyler Higby, again, two for 12 yards and two targets there. Your ballers and sellers for the tight end position. Let's go with the top defenses. Ravens, absolutely crushing. 25 fantasy points, a touchdown, a pick, a forced fumble, a fumble, two fumble recoveries, seven sacks, and only three points against for the Ravens against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, absolutely crushed. 25 fantasy points there. The Rams, eight sacks versus Washington, six coming against Alex Smith. They have done a great job there um, at that, obviously, that offensive or defensive line, I should say, for the Rams there, 10 points against 14 fantasy points. Dolphins against the 49ers, a surprise of the week, also 14 fantasy points. Two interceptions off of Jimmy G, leading to him getting benched. Fumble recovery, five sacks led up in 17 fantasy or 17 actual points given up there. The Browns against the Colts got a touchdown, two interceptions, a sack, and a safety. And the Colts against the Browns had a touchdown, two interceptions, and a sack as well. Then you had single digit um, defensive performances or negative uh, fantasy points. And actually, let's just go with. Uh, with zero or negative fantasy points there. So the Chargers gave you zero. The Eagles, negative one. Washington, negative one. Jacksonville, negative one. Jets, negative three. Falcons, negative three. The 49ers started in many leagues against the Dolphins, maybe be the crusher of the week, except for maybe the Chiefs. But the 49ers had negative four fantasy points, and the Chiefs had negative five. Let's get into the top kickers, and then we will take a quick commercial break and get into our – waiver article top kicker on the week uh, Jason Sanders two weeks in a row he's been crushing he had five field goals on the day four extra points 22 fantasy points there Graham Gano for the Giants 20 fantasy points Will Lutz 15 Greg Zerline 14 Ryan Suckup for the Buccaneers 14 Youngway Koo for the Falcons finally getting healthy 13 points for him Kaimi Fairbairn 13 points Cody Parkey 13 points Rodrigo Blankenship the uh, phenomenal rookie kicker there for the Colts, 
remains in double digits each week. 11 fantasy points, Joey Sly for the Panthers, 11, Daniel Carlson for the Raiders, 11, and Dan Bailey, 11 fantasy points. And if you have a staller for kickers, maybe it's just uh, Justin Tucker and Harrison Butker. Tucker with nine fantasy points and Butker with just six. All right, Joe, those are your ballers and stallers for the week there at every position. Take a quick commercial break to just give you another heads up to please go follow us on social media. It really helps uh, to get to know you. And we've been uh, increasing the follows big time on Instagram lately, which I appreciate. Um, And I reply to every DM on Twitter and Instagram personally. So if you reach out to our DMs, it is me coming back to you. So please uh, feel free to reach out, ask any of your start sick questions. We got trade talk in full swing right now. We have COVID substitutions. We have injury substitutions, dynasty questions for some of these players. Dak Prescott, obviously, uh, what to do with Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, Chase Claypool, yada, yada, waiver pickups. Holler at me, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. On Instagram, you can find us at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. That's on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod and on Twitter at tck underscore pod. So they're kind of switched on the networks there. You can also find our rankings and articles at tckpod.com. And please leave a rate and review right here on the podcast, wherever you're listening, it literally takes just a minute, pause the podcast or after you're done before it, you know, erases away, please just leave a rate and review. Give us a five star. If you, if you feel that we're deserving of that, I know that last week um, and, uh, and potentially this week, and I apologize in advance, our audio quality has been uh, a little bit rough. My, my, um, my lady works from home, my kids in high school streaming online as well. So sometimes our internet is not the best right now with the current situation a lot of people are dealing with. So I apologize in advance for any glitches in our recordings or um, uh, uh, blanks. I know that we've had some, some audio blanks. Um, I apologize for that. So uh, let me know if those are the cases. I listen back to them all and I don't always catch them, but um, I apologize in advance. But leave a rate and review, please, even if it's negative. If it's a one or a two because our audio sucks, fucking put that down and let me know so that I am aware of it. Otherwise, give us, please, a five-star rating. It really helps uh, let everybody else know what we're doing here and you know how hard we work to bring you the best possible analytics we can here on the TCK pod. All right, y'all, let's get into the waiver wire pickups for week six and we'll get out of here. At quarterback, real simple, man, it's, it's Andy Dalton. Now, a couple other waiver pickups um, who could be around for this particular week. Kirk Cousins has a nice matchup. I like Big Ben has a nice matchup. Garner Minshew also has a nice matchup. But Andy Dalton is going to be the most popular, I would imagine, because of the connection to the Cowboys offense. Now, again, just 9 for 11 last week in relief for Dak Prescott out for the season. But 111 passing yards in that half gets Arizona coming up next. The Cowboys, they're going to be running the score up. The Cowboys are going to have to keep pace. Andy Dalton is going to have to chuck it whether he wants to or not. Um, I, you know, this offense was on a record pace. Dak Prescott had just had three consecutive games with 450 passing yards in NFL record. He was absolutely going to be crushing it. But if you don't get big Ben Garner Minshew, Kirk Cousins, uh, Ryan Tannehill versus Houston's also a nice game. I do think it's worth picking up Andy Dalton. Um, he did target Michael Gallup a little bit more down the stretch with two great, great catches there. So hopefully Gallup can get a little bit of work moving forward. Uh, we did see him sustain AJ Green for about a decade in Cincinnati uh, when both of them were in their prime. So I do think there's a few bullets left for the red rifle there, Andy Dalton. And I think if you're stuck at 
super flex um, or need a stream, I think you can do worse than Andy Dalton. Running backs, another obvious here, Alexander Madison, most likely owned, but he's not 100% owned. So you could be in one of these few leagues where Alexander Madison is somehow on the waivers. If you have fab and you need a running back or you have Dalvin Cook, I would burn the fab right now. It is early in the season, but we're going to run out of opportunities to get stalwart running backs the longer we go in this process and you are looking for the opportunity like this to get a top five running back even if it's for one week but Dalvin Cook could get re-injured you could also use him as trade bait for somebody else uh, Alexander Madison so if you have Madison on your waiver wire do everything you possibly can to get him if you're the Cook owner I would go get and acquire Alexander Madison but just understand it's no longer going to be cheap this is, I mean, Alexander Madison, if Cook misses with a groin injury, which he might because they have a bye week next week. Uh, so he could just sit out against Atlanta. The Vikings can probably beat Atlanta without Alexander or without Dalvin Cook, excuse me. So they can give him a, an extra uh, rest like they did with Devontae Adams in Green Bay and then get Dalvin Cook back healthy in two weeks and rest him without risking it. If that's the case, Alexander Madison should get a bulk of the carries. Mike Boone is another option to pick up in real deep leagues, maybe DFS this week, just in case. Uh, but Alexander Madison is automatic, again, in basically a half, 20 carries, 112 on the ground, three receptions, 24 yards, and gets Atlanta coming up next, who has been um, absolutely decimated. So go get Alexander Madison. Next up, this is more of a deep PPR grab, but J.D. McKissick, Six receptions, 46 yards here. Look, nothing sexy, but I'm trying to find kind of deeper names that you may not either uh, look for or recognize. Um, and again, we have a lot of bye weeks coming up. We have injuries. We have a COVID situation. You may be stuck. So McKissick is kind of a poor man's James White, which I like. Uh, and, you know, you could get 10 touches, 50 yards average with him. And if he ends up scoring, um, that could be closer to, you know, 20, 20, uh, or excuse me, you know, 10 to 15 fantasy points. And look, as a second flex or something or an RB3, you could do worse, I think, than J.D. McKissick. Next up, Chase Claypool for the wide receivers. Look, again, uh, some of these are automatic, right? Chase Claypool last week, 43 fantasy points, seven receptions, 110 through the air, and four total touchdowns. He also had a rushing score as well. He gets Cleveland coming up, who has just been – I mean, they're a solid defense overall, but they have been giving up passing yards. Also, the Cleveland offense has been playing really well, so they've been able to score, which means that the opposing offense is also able to run down the field. Now, Pittsburgh's defense is incredible, so Baker Mayfield and the boys may struggle a little bit this week, so they might be slowed down, which means the Steelers may not have to air it out as much. But look, Big Ben's been playing well. If Deontay Johnson misses time with his back injury, Juju is not Juju. Chase Claypool could absolutely be the man. He's already splashed in um, three other games this season. He has six receptions, 151 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets over the first three games combined. In week five, when, of course, they had a bye week in week four. In week five, he went for seven, one, ten, and four, right, on 11 targets. So if he's going to get that workload in this offense, I want a piece of it. He is definitely worth a pickup. If you're looking at one of the other, if you're going, you know, apples to apples, I would pick up Alexander Madison over Chase Claypool because running backs are harder to find. And you're also looking for that top echelon running back, even if it's for one week, because you never know what's going to happen with Dalvin Cook. But if you're set at running back or you already have Dalvin Cook or excuse me, Alexander Madison, or he's owned and managed in the league, then I would absolutely look at Chase Claypool as your uh, second 1B waiver wire. Travis Fulgham for the Eagles comes up next. 
32 fantasy points, 10 receptions, 152 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Look, he gets Baltimore next week, so that's not sexy. But you may want to pick him up now because the Eagles have a very nice schedule coming up later. Deshaun Jackson should come back eventually, but what do we, you know, what's going to happen with him? Alshon Jeffrey should come back eventually. What's going to happen with him? Zach Ertz could turn it on, but we haven't seen it yet. Look, the Eagles are desperate. They have been for three seasons at least. I said five earlier, and that feels what it is, but it's been about the last two and a half. They've just been so beat up. Jalen Rager's not yet healthy. Deshaun Jackson's been hurt. Alshon Jeffrey was healthy, but was sick, non-COVID related, but was sick and missed the game. So, it is just not looking good for Philadelphia. Carson Wentz needs some help outside of Miles Sanders. And I think Travis Fulgham could be that guy. So take a look at him. You know, um, he's worth a pickup for sure. He's had 15, uh, excuse me, five catches of 15 yards or more and has seen 16 car, uh, targets and 200 plus yards over the past two games for the Eagles. So again, if you miss out on Claypool, you miss out on Madison. Travis Fulgham could be a nice grab, but don't expect much against Baltimore this week. So be careful with that. I don't want to hear people be like, bro, you told me to pick him up. I started him and he got his shit kicked in by the Ravens. Right. I'm telling you that's probably going to happen. However, <clears throat> you might want to pick him up now if you can um, before it's too late. That being said, keep an eye on waiver wires for drops every week with bye weeks and struggle. Maybe you miss out on him this week. Keep an eye on him next week because if he struggles against the Ravens, People might drop him out of, you know, being frustrated that they spent all that fab, spent a number one waiver claim on him. They drop him. Now you get him for free after he struggles against the Ravens. So Travis Fulgham, nonetheless, is a name to keep in mind. Last up here, I've got a deep tight end. We talked about him earlier a little bit. Cameron Brait. Last week, again, just nine fantasy points, five receptions, 44 yards. But he gets Green Bay. And Cameron Brait has been a really nice option. For Tom Brady. Tom Brady basically said after the game he was excited to get Brady finally involved in the game. We know that Brady loves his tight ends. He's been targeting Gronk the best he can, and Gronk's doing well for his current situation. He's not Gronk, obviously. But Cameron Braid is as big as Gronk. I would argue that he's more athletic than Gronk at this point of their careers. So if he has two of those tight bodies, Gronk can be more of a, a blocking tight end and they could get Cameron Braid out to stretch the field a little bit. Now, he's not O.J. Howard athletically, uh, but he can certainly make a, make a big play. So keep an eye on Cameron Braid. Again, deep leagues, nothing sexy here, but you're going to come up with a lot of tie, uh, tight ends going on waiver here pretty soon. And um, Cameron Braid, I think, could be a spot start uh, in, in a pinch. So keep an eye on him. He's done pretty well over the years with Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think uh, Tom Brady can certainly um, make it worth your time as well. So, again, quick recap of my week six waiver pickups at quarterback. Andy Dalton, number one for the long game. But if you need a spot start this week, uh, it is going to be Big Ben versus Cleveland, Garner Minshew versus Detroit, Kirk Cousins versus Atlanta might be my favorite, and Ryan Tannehill versus Houston as well, all home games there. Running backs, Alexander Madison, automatic. If not, maybe J.D. McKissick for the Washington football team. Wide receivers, Chase Claypool, automatic as well. Maybe Travis Fulgham if you miss out, and Cameron Braid on the other side. That'll do it for episode 280 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to give us a rate and review. Follow us on social media, please, and catch us tomorrow with Dweez Nuts coming in for the Stat Rat episode. We'll catch you on Wednesday with Bobby Lamarco and Fantasy Football X Factor for the early games. On Thursday, we'll do the late games, and Thursday night football is not happening this week, so we will be skipping out on that, but we'll do the late games and the Monday nighters as well. And then on Friday, of course, hopefully we bring back Chris Benavides of the Commission FFP to break down 
the TCK Pod recap of week five and preview of week six. This has been episode 280 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. Please leave a rate and review. We'll catch you next time. Slide in the DMs. I'll holler at you later. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.